everyone, and welcome back to Her Campus American University's podcast, HCAU Unfiltered. My name is Sarah Metcalf. And my name is Ella. And today we're going to be talking about stigmas around sex in society. So um, we're going to be talking about like roles that our families played, friends have made, socialization, school, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I think this part of this episode is going to be a bit of a weird one for many maybe because sex is such a taboo in society um but we really want to contribute to not make it such a taboo if possible mm-hmm. and just kind of like this idea that i feel like i don't know what your experience is like mainly my parents are very liberal honestly mm-hmm. um they're not religious or anything so they're pretty liberal but even when talking about sex it's always kind of like this somewhat negative connotation of like being shameful about it mm-hmm. and like oh we don't talk about that because it's right. a thing we don't really talk about like we know what it is but it's still pretty much of no education about it especially um i grew up in latin america and we had no sex ed class or mm-hmm. anything like that so it was pretty much just kind of like what we learned on the roll every day yeah yeah i was gonna say mine took its toll as me just going on the internet and finding what I did on the internet, not very good for a little kid. Not little, but I was, like, fifth grade, I guess, over there. Like, I was starting to, like, explore and, like, starting to, like, look it up, explore my, like, sexuality and stuff like that. Um, And as far as sex ed went, we just kind of had that, like... um, like fifth grade talked about like oh you're gonna be getting your period soon and stuff like that it was like separating boys and girls like that that always rubbed me the wrong way and I like vividly remember um like in fifth grade when we were talking about it they separated the boys and the girls the boys I don't even know what they talked about I think they just like messed around for like 30 minutes and we talked about getting periods um, what to do with, like, a tampon and stuff like that. And, like, I don't think we talked about, like, sex directly. Um, but it was just a weird thing. We were like, oh, my God, the boys are coming. Like, they should have learned this, too. Absolutely. I I never had that experience, but I've definitely seen mm-hmm. it um, with a lot of people that they also their sex education was just, like, abstinence, teaching them about not Absolutely. to have sex, especially women. Like, you're going to get pregnant. Like, mm-hmm. don't do it. Um, I don't really know what the men's experiences were. Yeah. really what they taught them. Um, because we also know that in society, it's kind of always shameful towards women when women mm-hmm. kind of talk about having sex. It's because, you know, they're sluts. And when men talk mm-hmm. about it, it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, like you're the macho man. Yeah, oh, my God, I just had sex. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. type of thing, which is honestly disgusting. So yeah. I feel like that happens a lot in society. As to me, I, I didn't know about anything about it, which was like I didn't know until I was about 14. Mm-hmm. And... I didn't know about anything. I didn't know anything yeah. at all. And at that time, I had my first boyfriend. And that's when kind of I was open to the idea of, okay, wh- what is all of this? Mm-hmm. Because I think also in society, sex is penetration, basically. Yeah, it's limited absolutely. to penetration. It's like that's how it is. A penis penetrating a vulva. And that's about yes. that. Um, which I personally think is just very limited. There is so much more to that then Mm -hmm. that's not really sex in fact i always say that sex is kind of everything that 
comes before it even more. Absolutely. Um, yeah. That a lot of people don't know about. And when you research online, I hate researching online stuff because <laughs> it's like Google is the worst. When you search, like, I have a headache, Google's like, you're going to die tomorrow. And you're like, oh, damn. <laughs> you have a tumor. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, why? So I kind of feel like in the terms of that, what you, I don't know what you found. It would mm-hmm. be very interesting in you sharing what you found. But I'm like, I'm probably it's going to be a lot of porn. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, that's basically what it was. And it was, um, I don't really remember exactly what it was, but it definitely was just, like, a lot of straight porn. And um, just, as you were saying, like, very limited. It just didn't, it gave me such a, like, I don't know another word for limited. Like, a very just skewed view of this is what it is, man and a woman, all of this. And I came out um, as bi in sixth grade, so I was very, very young. Um, And I was never taught about any of this. Like, I was never taught about having sex with a woman. I was never any, like, how to have... You're always taught about, like, safe sex with a guy, just wearing condoms, birth control, all of that. But it's like, what is that with a, a gay couple, with a lesbian couple? So it's like, it's it's very heteronormative and... I'm surprised it hasn't changed at this point. Absolutely. And honestly, pornography as a whole gives out a really just like mm. not real depiction of what yeah. sex is supposed to look like. Very, it's just very dramatic. Very fake. Like that's <laughs> not how sex is. Like that that's not how it is. And the idea that people are going online and trying to consume mm. it to learn more is just honestly very just like it's, it's very harmful. It's yeah, very harmful. And it's and it's so sad that there's no option to talk about it. And I feel like because of that, because parents often and family often mm-hmm. just kind of like shame set out of you and you're like, you're not supposed to do that. You're too young, especially if you're a woman. Mm-hmm. Then this idea of, of having to go to friends as well and to talk about it. And yeah. they probably know the same or even less than you do. Mm-hmm. So it, I feel like it generates this kind of like thread of misinformation that mm-hmm. can be really harmful and that can put people in very unsafe situations because I know mm-hmm. that personally I would have benefited so much of having someone just even explain the idea of consent. Just mm-hmm. having someone explain that to me because yeah. immediately I thought that if you're in a relationship mm-hmm. then Every moment is basically a yes. Yeah. And that is not true. And for me to kind of learn that, I did have to go through this situation where I felt really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And looking back at it, I wish I would have had someone say, this is what consent is. Mm -hmm. You can say no anytime, even if you're in a relationship. Even if you said yes before. uh Even if you say yes before, there's just, you can say no. And that's completely fine. And you don't have to be forced into anything. In fact, if someone forces you, huge red flag Mm -hmm. like don't go there like don't even (laughs) yeah so i feel like people should have really you know the idea of consent is so important and i feel like that should have been taught even just with the whole Mm -hmm. concept of and what's around sex as well yeah and that kind of reminded me what i wish i would have known when i first started like i knew about getting pregnant i did not even want to mess with that when i first started messing around with people um but i wish they would have taught me to pee after sex the amount of utis i've had because of that astronomical (laughs) i just it's that self like just health about it it's no one's being made aware of it until it's too late 
because I was never formally taught about that. Absolutely, absolutely. I 100% agree with that. And I just, I started learning through it later on in life when I Mm -hmm. got my first, like, formal Mm -hmm. relationship when I was 17. And and I'm so thankful that I had someone next to me, a partner that was able to communicate in a very honest way Mm -hmm. and kind of, like, teach me about it. But those kind of small things just make it really bad like even worse than it already is Mm -hmm. those just kind of factors that keep just like hurting yourself your body Mm -hmm. and there's so many things honestly that are not even talked about around sex Mm -hmm. just kind of like the before of just like penetration and Mm -hmm. just kind of that that area as well it's not talked about at all because important is like here we go you know exactly (laughs) it's like okay wait hold on you know that is can be really hurtful for the person who has a vulva so oh it is extremely painful like physically and like psychologically exactly so it's this idea of like okay wait let's talk a little bit about what comes beforehand Mm -hmm. and you don't even have to engage and exactly and you don't even have to engage in penetration if you don't really want to Mm -mm. because sex is such a spectrum that you can really explore so many things and still be having sex yeah and that's kind of like um what i thought about it um i always just thought of it as penetration um and never really opened my mind to that it is the foreplay it is all of that because that's so important um and i feel like again going with like um queer sex because one that's what i know um (laughs) but um i never really thought of like having like when i would have uh afab partners assigned female at birth um that i didn't think that was sex but it absolutely is it's that like structure like at that intimacy almost it like it's not it's it's such a spectrum as you said so. absolutely i um i'm bisexual as well so i'm uh, not as well i'm bisexual mm-hmm. and kind of like this idea of i also grew up and just thinking the same thing that sex was like penetration mm-hmm. and i felt like within my bisexual self i felt that if i were to be with a woman sexually mm-hmm. or with a person with a vulva I di- was not having sex and that I was there was something missing you know which yes. is so wrong mm-hmm. it's so wrong because I just feel like people talk about it and it, people who have often platforms to talk about sex such as like even podcasts are mm-hmm. heterosexual and talk from the heteronormative side and I feel I feel like this you can see in media nowadays even mm-hmm. to find that queer podcast is is not certainly not given that much of a highlight as mm-hmm. I don't know, call her daddy. For yeah, example. and I have I have, I'm gonna say I've never listened to call her daddy, but I have listened to the queer women mm-hmm. that are comedians that like talk about their I forget what it's called, but there's this one lesbian and she's like the funniest thing ever, um, like on TikTok and she does like podcasts, um, and they've like talked about like being a lesbian and dating and all of that, which is like. It has to get out there because, as you were saying earlier, so much misinformation about it is just, like, speculating. So it's got to get the real thing out there. (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like, especially just, like, I honestly feel like family plays such an important role in the Mm -hmm. teaching of this because that's kind of, like, the first circle of socialization that people go Mm -hmm. into, family, and then Mm -hmm. you kind of go to school. But then it's, it's kind of always family. Oh, the people you're around with, uh, what you consider to be home. And so 
it's kind of like this idea of I remember just my family as I said my parents are not religious Mm -hmm. so they are pretty liberal they're pretty chill I love them Mm -hmm. to pieces but always having kind of like the rest of the family who are very religious because in Latin America it's like Catholicism is like oh I'm a Catholic Catholic," and it's it's always a thing Mm -hmm. uh, which there is nothing wrong about but to this point where especially my grandma she taught like Catholicism at a church so Mm -hmm. she's very religious my grandma on my on my dad's side and their conception around sex is that penetration is only to have kids right it's not it's only to reproduce exactly there is no opportunity for women especially to enjoy sex that's Mm -hmm. not a thing and if you do then that's weird (laughs) Uh, yeah um and it's always centered around Mm -hmm. the figure of the man or the person who has the penis it's the it's the center around do we just going to have kids and that person with a penis is probably going to enjoy it and you will not most probably and that's fine that's normal that's how sex is and i just think that that's very wrong because we as women are taught that our pleasure doesn't really matter Mm-hmm. Um, that masturbation, for example, is completely oh wrong. My gosh. I would never even dare bring up the idea <laughs> of <laughs> masturbation around my grandma. She oh, would no, die. Yeah. She would be like, God, oh my God, it's, it's no longer to give you a place in heaven or anything like that. <laughs> Just because the oh, idea she would have heard we're both queer. Oh yeah. My God. <laughs> oh my God. Thank God she doesn't speak English. <laughs> but it's kind of like this idea of like, masturbation and the overall women's pleasure mm-hmm. is shameful yeah. it's disgusting and must not happen mm-hmm. and I'm as I said like with my family I'm pretty open so that you know it's not a problem mm-hmm. but I know that I have a lot of friends whose family are not open about it and so it's always this idea of having to hide it mm-hmm. which can lead you to very unsafe circumstances situations mm-hmm. or just like not knowing can be just really detrimental for a person. Mm-hmm. And yeah, talking about like the religi- religiosity of it, like I grew up Catholic as well. I kind of blocked out those memories. Like I don't really remember most of it. Um, but yeah, just talking about like that women are not supposed to, like we're only there for the man. No, we're not. And like we're there for ourselves. Like masturbation is not a sin. Um, and as someone like that has found that like from a very young age like I always did feel kind of shameful about it but I was also like this is my body I shouldn't feel shameful about it and this is my own personal thing like if I could have one thing to myself it should be something personal absolutely and why is it that it is okay for men to it's like it is okay Mm -hmm. for men to masturbate it is even okay for men to like watch porn but if a woman watches porn it's like (gasps) what mm-hmm. like you're so weird like that's disgusting like oh or it goes to the other side what oh my gosh she's so kinky and you're like okay okay well what if chill. you what if i was like that would yeah. you call me like a slut like, exactly that's... absolutely and i feel like women are kind of like in this double bind of we can if we're not sexually active then we're prude mm-hmm. and then if we are sexually active then we're sluts we're a homie hopper exactly like. exactly <laughs> And I just feel like it, it, it is so harmful to grow up and kind of, like, see this culture around you because mm-hmm. there is literally nothing that you can do right. And, Absolutely. And, and there is no possible way for you to enjoy yourself. And what, what a lot of people don't know, especially, like, cisgender men, mm-hmm. is this idea that 
majority of women do not orgasm from penetration. That's not a reality. Only only about mm-hmm. like, like only about like eight to fifteen percent of women orgasm mm-hmm. from penetration. Like we women need a lot more. Like absolutely, you don't not just like a exactly. <laughs> it's not like eh, no, and men especially kind of like they take pride on the idea that oh my god, I just had sex and I pleased a woman. Oh yeah, and then she's full out lying. Exactly, exactly. Which because we're good actresses. <laughs> it is so. No one can ever tell me that faking an orgasm is not the most uncomfortable thing oh, yeah. in the world. Like that you that women has put through um, on kind of like a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea that you know we have to fake it and to get over it, and the idea of mm-hmm. not being able to communicate what bad sex is. Um, because we don't even sometimes we don't even understand because of how society has taught mm-hmm. us is this idea that that's completely normal and mm-hmm. majority of women haven't even had orgasms because they don't really know what that is because we have not been taught by society that that's an important factor in our lives mm-hmm. or if you teach mm-hmm. that masturbation is wrong and like self-exploration is wrong then what are we supposed to do to figure that out because no one, like, it's it's not a universal thing. It's a very, very personal experience, so. Absolutely, and I'm, I'm really a fan of the idea that you have to learn what your body likes mm-hmm. in order to as well communicate it to a partner if that's what you wish. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is often really hard to be with a partner and be like, okay, but I don't really know what I want, and then if you're in a relationship or some type of thing, it's like, what what do I tell you to do? Because I don't really know myself. So I do think it's really important for people overall to just kind of like know themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and so that they can have a little bit more of a pleasurable, um, intimate relationship with other people as mm-hmm. well. Um, and so, yeah, I'm a really big fan of like vibrators. And oh, my God. Every sex yes. toys. I love sex toys. And like everything, sex toys often think about just like dildos oh my god no there is so much more it's like a whole spectrum Mm -hmm. and i honestly think that it is also so important because a lot of people look at sex toys and often men think oh my god oh i'm being replaced Uh (laughs) exactly and it's like oh my god no don't do that because they're insecure about themselves yeah so they're like why you're you're like basically it's like cheating on someone basically it's like which is so far from absolutely (laughs) and like if anything if you're a man and you're listening to this if anything you should be incorporating yeah if anything you should be incorporating those things onto your relationship because that makes it just the much better and just emphasizes everything like heightens everything absolutely and i feel like queer people the queer community is much more open to sex oh yeah but cisgender people are really not that open to sex even cisgender women as well like i i Mm -hmm. think within the circle that I'm amongst of cisgender women, I am, besides the queer people, mm-hmm. I am only the, I'm the only one who has a vibrator. <laughs> really? I'm yeah. so surprised. Yeah, because people, my my circle of cisgender women that are not queer are Latin American. And because oh, Latin America, okay. <clears throat> there's less knowledge around it. Gotcha. Um, because of the way society has kind of like put it on us mm-hmm. and religion. Um, they're like, why you have a vibrator? That's like a bit weird and like, you know, they don't really say anything. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I love vibrators. <laughs> but, they're <laughs> like, but they're a little bit more shy about it, which is totally fine. Everyone has their own process mm-hmm. and their, their own sort of path through it. But at the same time, I do feel like it is sort of very important to acknowledge that 
sex toys are, are a part of, 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 I feel like, need, <laughs> very personally, mm-hmm. need to be a part of, like, your personal relationship of how you're intimate with yourself mm-hmm. and with other people as well. Yeah. And I just feel like, honestly, th- we should be teaching, if we're having sex education classes, we should be teaching a lot more intersectional in mm-hmm. every single aspect um, education about what sex is mm-hmm. um, and honestly consent consent is so important so I feel like that should also be taught and overall in society I, if I were to have kids in the future which I don't know but if I were to have kids in the future I would certainly you know, try to be as mm-hmm. open with them so that they are not put in unsafe situations that Absolutely. I will that I will or later they will regret because there are certain situations that I've been put through where I've been like oh my god I regret that I regret mm-hmm. not saying no and I regret not doing this or oh, handling yeah. this way because I think it is this pressure that you need to at this point mm-hmm. I don't know if, especially when, when, when you start growing up kind of like your friends are all, all getting themselves into what the, yeah. the sex life and you're not sexually active mm-hmm. and there's a little bit of implicit pressure there as well yeah. and, I, and, and I wish sex education kind of was more comprehensive towards all of those things mm-hmm. I feel like this could be another another whole podcast yeah. since we're running out a little bit of time yeah. but uh navigating sex through college that's been so interesting talking about just like hookup culture and stuff like that um but yeah I will amplify everything you said absolutely I wish I could be more open, at least with my mom, about, um, like, this. Because there's sometimes I'm, like, I, w- I wish I could, like, when I was younger, I, like, I wish I could have talked to her about something because I was, like, I was scared or I was, like, I, like, I was, I was in pain and I couldn't really tell her what it was because I was so young. So it's, like, I feel like I, because like, I never got the birds and bees talk. Mm-hmm. Never. I figured that out all my own. That talk so. for me was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember anything. I was 11 years old. Really? And I was going to my first slumber party, and my mom was scared. Oh. So she gave me that talk, but I completely blacked out. No, mom, there's out. no boys. <laughs> yeah, and I completely blacked out. I don't remember anything. Really? But, yeah, I just think that if you're out there, and then I found this cool podcast that I will recommend if anyone wants to take up on my personal recommendation. It's called Sex Ed with DB. Um, Danielle Bezalel. Um, she does a lot of intersectional sex mm-hmm. education, um, inviting a lot of people of color and a lot of um, queer people as well to like kind of talk about it. And I think it really helps a lot. And if you speak Spanish, um, Conversaciones con Seres is also a really good podcast. It's really open and it also talks about a little bit of OnlyFans and a lot of this mm-hmm. open area, which a lot of people see as like a bad thing as well. Yeah. Which then again could be another episode in itself. <laughs> a whole episode. Yeah. But if you're interested in those, I, I think that, yeah. yeah, it's really cool to just kind of see the ways that media is also contributing a little bit. It's also doing some detriment on the other side, but <laughs> it is contributing a little bit to more open conversations, such as this one. Yeah. Great. Yeah, so thank you guys for listening, and we will see you in the next one.